remember I was 25 when I got my first gray hair and I could probably go back on my phone and find a picture of me holding it. Like I plucked it out and was like holding it. I'm McKinley, that's Kelly, and you're listening to Black and White, the podcast where we talk about shit that isn't always black and white. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm saying, okay, I'm saying the Black and White podcast. What are you saying? I am too. The Black and White Podcast. The Black and White Podcast. The Black and White Podcast. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll try to get that down later. Um, but get, okay, this is There's so our crazy. Cold open. That's our cold open. <laughs> exactly. Right. I'm glad that you introduced me to that phrase too, because I was like, oh my God, you know when they take like a part of the show and they put it at the beginning and you were like a cold open? I was like, mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't you love when you learn that there's a word for something that you didn't know there was a word for? Yes, 100%. And I that happens to me often. And I think that's like what makes me love like language and words and all the things so much. Um, completely unrelated. I So I, it's wash day, right? I like just did my hair, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> if you didn't notice. Good for you. Thank it you. It looks beautiful. Thank you. Um, so I found more gray hairs. And mm-hmm. here's the deal. I know that like, as we get older, so often people are like, oh my God, I found another gray hair. Like this is a death sentence or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wisdom. Sure. Well, that's not what I think, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I think just like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm not old enough to have them. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And like, because my mm-hmm. hair is coarse, they're very wiry. I don't know if that's like everybody or what. Yeah. But I have found five in my head in the past like month. And I do think mm-hmm. like I'm in my Saturn return right now. So I know that things are hitting a little bit harder and life is just all the more crazy. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of funny. I remember telling um, Alexia one day, I was like, I found another gray hair. And she was like, okay. and And she's kind of the one that shed light on that doesn't mean anything. You know what I mean? Like, it's not the death sentence that maybe our mom taught us that it was or whatever. Right, right. It does mean something, though. I remember I was 25 when I got my first gray hair, and I could probably go back on my phone and find a picture of me holding it. Like, I plucked <laughs> it out and was, like, holding it. I was you like, pulled oh my it God. out? Yeah. I, I used to pull them out all the time. And then I had a hairdresser be like, don't do that. Yeah. Like what happens when you have like You're a gonna clump be bald. of bald. Right. <laughs> oh my God, I'm dying. I'll be bald, but I'll have no gray hair. <laughs> gray hair who? Don't know her. But now, like I love what I've done with my hair now because she basically just went in and highlighted where the grays are. So it's like you can't see them at all. And was this a new stylist that you went to? Yes, she was a new hairstylist. I went to Three Little Birds, just around the corner. Three little birds sat on my window. And they told me, bitch, you need to figure it the fuck out. That's what they said. That's what those birds said. The girl that did my hair, like five seconds into meeting her, she was like, by the way, I have ADHD and autism. And I was like, I love that. You're like, oh, so (laughs) just like like, everyone else. Amazing. (laughs) Right? And I'm like, okay, hyper fixate on my hair. Right. (laughs) I'm like, that's who I want doing my hair. (laughs) Instead of like coloring my grays like I was before, that I'm blending them in now. It's like I'm not covering them up, but I'm like embellishing them, making them work for me versus, yeah. Oh my God, excuse me. I just almost like burped into the mic, which I can't imagine is going to be the last time that I (laughs) do that. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't think so. My mom has recently just like let her hair, her gray hair grow and it's beautiful. And she has like very coily curly hair mm-hmm. and I, I have zero plans to ever color my hair again. Good. Do you remember the yeah. day or you didn't, we didn't, we hadn't reconnected at this point, but there was, um, a day right after I moved to Denver and, um, I bleached my hair and made it silver. Like I've showed you pictures. Yes, I've seen the pictures. Yes. That was a version of me that like, I'll show pictures of it to my kids one day, but like, they're going to be like, who is that? You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I was so in like the weirdest time in my life. And like, I think 
it's so cliche. Like we change our hair when we like go through a breakup or like whatever. Yes, we but do. Yes. Yeah, right. Do you know how proud I am of myself that I don't have bangs right now? <laughs> like <laughs> it's a miracle that my hair looks this good. This is a reflection of therapy. <laughs> I am not well, right? It's like, girl, you just broke up with him. Give yourself a month before you feel like you mm-hmm. need to get bangs, okay? Mm-hmm. And yes, mm-hmm. that is my professional advice because if there's anything that I am a professional in, it's warding off men. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, speaking of which, can we please talk about um, the other night when we went out for drinks when you were in town? And like, mm-hmm. this is stuck with me, not in a way like I wasn't offended. I just am really like digging deep about it the not being approachable to men comment that you (laughs) and Christian made. I want to like, I hate, like I want so deeply to be considered a soft girl and be in my soft girl era. And like, I started buying floral dresses, Kelly, like I'm committed. Okay. But I feel like from the outside looking in, and this is something that I have gotten like additional, um, feedback if you will on Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i i'm perceived a way that i don't like completely different than how i perceive myself and i know that that's obviously common like everybody you know sees themselves differently but i feel like i'm a teddy bear i feel like you know i'm a i'm a soft girl i'm a nurturer like yes i can be a hard ass at times but it was so like jarring for me to hear like you're not approachable and i just what I want to like unpack that. Can we unpack it? Yeah. So yes, absolutely. because I think you are very <laughs> approachable. I think you are yeah. extremely approachable. Okay. Well, that's interesting because I was just thinking when you and I go into social situations and we are maybe uncomfortable or it's like, like we haven't like eased into what the vibe is yet. I feel like you get bigger and I get smaller. Yeah. Specifically, I'm thinking about that night where we were de-evangelizing in the bar. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was an interesting night. <laughs> they all, yep, yep. And that photo that I took at the end of that night was absolutely. Is that the night that I ended up on the floor? I think so. Yeah. Cause I went to go, like uh... I went back and hung out with Ryan. Oh my God. Yeah. Shout oh, out man. to Ryan, dear friend. I'm Eleven. imagining that we're going to mention like a lot of people's names. Have, like, our friends are going to be like characters. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but you know who the main characters are? You and Kelly me. Kelly McKinley. Amen. Yeah. Love to Black see it. Black and white. Right? <laughs> okay. Sorry. Anyway, let's unpack that because I just, yeah, I want to know more. I think that you are in your soft girl era, but not everyone gets to see that. Mm. Like you don't necessarily come off that way when you're in a group, when you're in a crowd. I think that you almost have to earn that privilege of seeing your softness and you seeing your like quietness and stillness. Yeah. It's in there, but it's like a very vulnerable thing for you to share, I think. Yeah, that's a, I think that's a good way to put it. That makes perfect sense. Like you've seen it all. You, yeah, and like you give so much to your people. If you just started out that way with everyone, like you would have nothing to give. It's almost like, yeah. it almost seems like a defense mechanism. I'm sure uh, there's something deep within. Like you could ask my therapist, like, and she would give yeah. you the perfect explanation as to why I'm like that. Perfect mm-hmm. explanation. Speaking of which, I realized the other day I have seen my been seeing my therapist for like six or seven years now. Wow. That's Isn't amazing. that wild? They say that like once you've been in a relationship with someone for seven years, like you'll be friends forever. That hasn't been true for me at all, which I'm sure <laughs> we'll get to. But <laughs> if that sentiment is true, you found your forever therapist. I know. I know. It Like I feel like it's so interesting because obviously she is therapizing me. Mm-hmm. Um, is that a word it is today? If it's not, um, I feel like it is. It I think it be. is. I think it is. But I I'm gonna look it up. Feel like I've honestly, please do. I'm interested. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like she has like I've been able to grow alongside her. Like I started going to her when her practice was very small. She was in like you know. 
compared to where she's at now, she was in this like rinky dink little office. We had this old couch that she got on Craigslist and it, we called it the lovingly, but we called it the grandma couch. Um, and now she's in like this beautiful office and she's just, I've seen growth in her and it's so encouraging to see that I think as one of her clients, cause it's like, yeah. there's just, there's trust there. And like, I trust her implicitly. Um, well, and like, it sounds like you really see her humanness. Too. Yes. Yes. And I think that for a while there, like I idolized her as like being all knowing, like I'm talking, mm -hmm. I would be, this was like in darker times in my life. I would be like drinking at home super late at night. It'd be literally one o'clock in the morning. And I would text her mm -hmm. because I was having a mental breakdown and I'd be like, I need to schedule my next session. <laughs> you know, this was when I wasn't prioritizing therapy as much. So it was like, oh, I would go like a month without seeing her. And then I would all of a sudden text her in the middle of the night, like SOS, SOS, you know? So <laughs> yep. Yep. Glad that habit's over. <laughs> um, FYI, therapize is a word. It's a verb. It means subject to psychological therapy. Big fan. So big fan. Therapize. Love it. Did you pull up an app or did you search like on your browser for that? Dictionary.com. <gasps> oh my God. Dictionary.com. Also, it does have an example and the example is you don't need to therapize or fix each other. And I feel like it's talking to me. Okay. Dictionary.com <laughs> does not need to read us for filth that way. Thank no. you. Thank you. Back off. Oh my God. <laughs> Can't even look up a damn word without being read for filth. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, speaking of being read for filth, I have been like so just inundated on social media, Instagram, TikTok specifically, with videos of therapists being like, he's not good enough for you. He doesn't do this. <laughs> he's he's unemotion or he's um emotionally unavailable he blah 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 and i'm just like literally they have tapped my house like somebody like somebody knows mm -hmm. what's going on i don't understand like i don't know i feel like the universe is sending you a message in a lot of different directions every direction yes. it can find yes in every area or like avenue of my life i feel the same way yeah i feel like i've seen you go through that a little bit too though you know like mm -hmm. you're getting because like we came back together and like dove into our friendship head first which was the most beautiful thing um yeah but i've like there's just so much we've shared so much life and i think in such a small amount of time and i'll be damned if it's not some sort of like universal divine something um yeah that's, for sure you know like we called it serendipity when we first met like I feel like I'm trying to find more serendipity in my life. <laughs> when we first reconnected. Okay, do we mm -hmm. want to share yes. the story yes. of like yes. why we're sitting here, how we're doing that, like how yes. we come together? Amazing. Okay, yes. I'm going to I'm going to give it to you because I feel like you tell it better. <laughs> and maybe you should start with the first time we met and I will share the story. Let's do that. Okay, amazing, <laughs> amazing, amazing. Um okay. so if for anyone listening, just know that Kelly and I like we, we can't help but laugh about our lives together as friends and like the things that we've experienced individually that ultimately brought us together, even though we were not even remotely in one another's lives at the time. It's, it's literally like I could cry. I'm not going to, I might. <laughs> yeah. It's divine. Um, mm -hmm. I know. I right. Have, I know. And I will. So <laughs> basically, um, Kelly and I met, I don't even remember what year it was. Twenty. 14, 15. No, it would have been 20, 20, 2014. 14. We were both working at a mega church in San Antonio, Texas, different campuses of said mega church. Mm -hmm. I think about that phrase and I'm just like different campuses. Uh, I know. It's, an, it's absolutely crazy. insane. Um, and you know, like the head pastor who's actually very lovely, even to this day, I think so. But I mean, it's all of his constituents and like people that work under him I'm like mm, questionable but whatever um mm. so we were working at the same mega church and uh at different campuses and we met because I think we had like a church-wide um like quarterly or um annual meeting or something and we also met through I was living with a girl mm -hmm. at the time 
um, who was a mutual friend of Kelly and I. So we met, our lives were completely different. She was married. I was married. I was yep. married. When I met. was a good little Christian girl that walked on eggshells because she was so afraid of fucking up, <laughs> basically, um, mm -hmm. in any way, even if it was in the most human of ways. And yeah, I think that's basically it. Okay, I'll let you take it from here because I feel like you can even speak to that point in our friendship too. Okay, yeah. So, and we both were, our jobs at the church, we were both mm -hmm. leading middle school girls. That was like our yeah. group that we were over. Teaching them in the ways yep. of the Lord. Oh, <laughs> man. It's like another lifetime. Um, anyways, so I was already married there. I got married when I was 21. McKinley was not married at the time. Fast forward, she gets married. We both like live our lives. Shit happens. We both get divorced. I'm sure we'll get to that. Um, so I am just reeling after my divorce and don't know what to do. Feel like I need a change of scenery. Like I feel like I need a drastic change in my life. And so I decide I want to move to Denver. Um, and I found this building, this apartment building that has this huge green mural on the side that I fell in love with. And I was like, like I, I had three tours after I toured this building and I canceled them. I was like, look, we're not wasting anyone's time. Like this is where I want to live. Like it was meant to be, I fell in love with this apartment building and it was just like an, a recruiter that showed it to me. Like I didn't have any personal connection, whatever. So yeah, an apartment finder. Mm -hmm. It was the craziest thing ever getting to Colorado. It was like negative 12 degrees. Everything was frozen. It was like the coldest winter they had had yep, in 30 years. So I'm like, yeah, I'm driving up to Colorado. I end up getting stuck. I spend like three days in a hotel. By the time I finally get to the apartment with my dog, I had to go get an air mattress and I like forgot an air mattress pump and got on the neighborhood portal and was like, Hey neighbors, I'm new to the building. Merry Christmas. Does anyone have an air mattress pump? Um, and then on Christmas Eve, <laughs> it was literally like 4 PM on or maybe like a little bit later, like 6 p.m. on Christmas Eve, I was hosting my family. Like I was hosting my family and I remember just like picking up my phone because I had an email and it was like a notification saying, you know, so-and-so or this is the new <laughs> post on like the community um, like page or whatever in our apartment's community portal. Um, yeah, and then I saw Kelly's post about an air mattress pump and I literally zoomed into her page. I took a screenshot of, on my phone, okay? I'm not even kidding. I was going full detective, took a screenshot and then I zoomed into your picture and I said, Kelly Miller? And then I saw your phone number because that popped up too. Because you put, right? You put mm -hmm. text mm -hmm. me or call me like if you have something available, right? Right? And I saw 713, which is a Houston number. And you and I, I mean, we went to the same high school. Oh, we didn't mention like, that. We, yeah. Like, it's just crazy how we've come full circle and found one another, like, within that mm -hmm. circle. And I just, like, I couldn't be more fucking proud of I us, know. honestly. I really couldn't be. We have been through hell, high water, ass kickings, um, and whatnot. Yeah, and <laughs> and whatnot. it's just been, yeah. like, yeah, the and whatnot is, yeah, I'll let the ambiguity lie there. But... Yeah. So it all just like, it was the most serendipitous thing ever. And we eventually like connected, we ran into each other, like letting our dogs out in the hallway. And it was like, it had been like 10 years since we had seen each other Literally, or yeah, yep. almost 10 years. And to back up a little mm -hmm. bit. So McKinley and I are both from Sugarland, Texas. We went to the same high school. We didn't know each other in high school. Uh, we met when we were working at the mega church in San Antonio, but our lives just have been very intertwined um, for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. My little kindred spirit, my little soulmate. I feel like I have, I know I, when I think about soulmates, um, 
I used to believe in soulmates and I still kind of do, but I think about it more as like friendships than romantic relationships. Oh, absolutely. Like, I'm not going to be, I don't think I'm ever going to be like dicked down by my soulmate. Yeah. Like, I think my soulmates are like my best girlfriends and Coda, <laughs> my precious, perfect puppy. Yeah. It's just like people that you have this like soul connection with, you know, like something yeah. deeper, something kind of intangible. Um, and when you yeah. and I like ran into each other, like when we re- reconnected, it was like we picked up 10 years ago. Right? Like there was, it was no just, like, time instantaneous. Right. Oh my God. I'm so like, it's so, I know that you felt that way, but like, it's so incredible to hear yeah. that because I felt the exact same it was way. So natural. And I just, right. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, I'll never forget. You were like, exploring <laughs> well we'll get to this later we'll talk about that later okay fine i'll just say it um you shared with me that you were like exploring different parts of your sexuality which like came from you know of course just like you living your life and moving to denver and being divorced and all these things and you're like oh and i'll never forget you were so stoned <laughs> you're sitting in my like my my lamb chair that we so lovingly refer to it as lammy in my living room and you were like, McKinley, are you sure that you're straight? And I was like, <laughs> I don't need you to remind me of it every minute because I am resentful to God herself. This is the only reason why I would resent God herself um, for making me that way. Because, yeah. Yeah, I it's, know. It's an unfortunate situation. I agree. Unfortunate for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Even the men that have fucked me over, but it's fine. I just got a text. From who? I don't, I don't know. It's a 512 number. Austin. Okay. Say more. Well, uh, first it's an emoji. It's like a bunny rabbit with hard eyes. And then it says, just thinking about you and wondering how it is going in Colorado. Happy birthday late. My birthday was two months ago. How do you like your job and living in cold country? There is a vet called Dr. Jeff in Denver that we watch. He is so good and fair price just in case you need a vet. We worked in Estes Park and loved the whole area, including where you are. Our prayers are with you as you are stepping out into new beginnings. Love you. I think it might be my grandma. (laughs) You don't have your grandma's phone number? (laughs) (laughs) not close to my extended family at all I have never once gotten first of all my grandma doesn't text and I kind of like I love her she and I are so similar well until now she I I mean I I don't know that's my grandma she's using emojis like are we sure it's your grandma but it's like the oh yeah what are they called they're not cool you know what yeah I know like the the emojis for old people i'm dying be like just say something like oh thanks so much like i miss you too um i'm gonna clarify with my mom before i text back a random person who loves me (laughs) i cannot i am dying i think it's my grandma that is the best thing (laughs) i know that obviously you need context but i think that's the best thing you've ever said (laughs) thank you thank you I try. Sometimes I wish I could text my grandma, but she refuses to have a cell phone. She refuses to have a cell phone. We've like forced her into like modern, um, like having some of the modern uh, um, conveniences that we do. And so, and my grandma's like 94. So she's older. And we made her, we added her to our Netflix account. Oh, that's so cute. It's just funny. She would be so, I can't only imagine she'd be like, what is a podcast? You talked about me on what? The internet? How does that, what? Like she was born in the twenties, you know? Like it's just, (laughs) she and I actually butted heads for years and years because we're so similar and like stubborn and feisty. And yeah, there's, there's been some Mm -hmm. choice words between she and I. Is she intimidating to men? Uh, yeah. 
Is she's unapproachable? I wonder if you get some well, of it. From I don't her. know that she's unapproachable because she's 94. But what I do notice back, back in, in the, the day, day. she's probably she was a little slice. Okay, like I've seen photos. Either way, she and I are one in the same. Like I cried to her about my divorce like a year mm. after it happened because I just was like, I could not bring myself to tell my grandma. I don't know what it was. I think I've always sought to impress her. She's like the matriarch of our family. She's a mm. badass. She's had several heart attacks and survived all of them and still kicking, honey. Like, it's mm -hmm. just crazy to think about, about all of that. And like generationally, you know, what she's like put in place for my family, like my family, like one day when I have kids, the basis yeah. of like, you know, how I raise my kids, how I talk to them, um, you know, will be because of my grandmother. And it's just so, it's wild. Things will be different. <laughs> you know, I'm not raising yeah. a kid in like the 40s, but no, yeah. you are not. I like this whole uh, just like stream of consciousness kind of talking. Because I think that we have very strong streams of consciousness um, and we are very conscious thinkers and we're very conscious doers. So it's always just kind of fun. And like, I'm sure you saw that thing I shared to my Instagram story recently. It was like the friend that always has a story because their life is chaotic. That is me. I would like to accept this award on behalf of my chaos. Mm -hmm. um, but what's so funny is I don't feel like I'm personally chaotic. Mm -hmm. I feel like the things around me. It's yes. like external factor. No, it's it's you, babe. <laughs> you are so chaotic. <laughs> okay, I don't have I'm not chaotic when I'm like sleeping. Mm-hmm. I bet you are. I bet you thrash. Actually, I don't thrash, I do talk in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> that actually makes more sense. That holds up. <laughs> but it's not like full conversations. Like I've I remember a friend of mine um in Denver. We were like, she came over and she had just worked like a day shift. She's a nurse and she passed out on my couch. We were watching a movie and I was like hoping to have a girl's night, like blah, blah, blah. She just passed out. She was having full on conversations as though she was like on the floor mm. in her unit at work. And I just remember her talking about like IVs and charts <laughs> and updating this. And I was just, I literally was so startled. I was like, oh my God, homegirl is possessed. Like there's no turning back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then she woke up and I, she just was like, huh. Oh. So I guess though nothing had happened. And I was like, oh, <laughs> girl, has anyone ever told you, I really hope I'm not the first to tell you that you talk in your sleep. Mm. I you grind know? my teeth, my sleep. Um, <gasps> yeah. Travis used to tell me that I sounded like I was grinding. What did he say? Babies? <laughs> Bones? I'll have to follow up with him. I feel like he used to tell me that it sounded like I was grinding children's bones, but that doesn't make sense. I don't know how to respond to that. I understand. <laughs> we can just move on. <laughs> I'm going to text him right now. Okay. What the, f I'm so jealous that you and your ex-husband have this incredible fucking relationship and I had to cut mine off. Like, I am upset about that. I know. I'm jealous. I'm texting But also, him Travis right now. is, like, such a – he's just, like, a – he seems – I mean, I don't know him, obviously, very well. But he just seems like such a stand-up guy. He is a stand-up guy. Yeah. He told me that he would listen to our podcast. I was like, I bet you would. You know I'm going to talk about you. <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, should we even name drop? I'm like, ugh. God, people are going to find him. He's high profile. Travis is, <laughs> he is high profile. He yeah. is like struggling with online dating. He asked me the other day. Oh my God, we're like, airing out his dirty laundry. Oh my God. Yes. No, this was hilarious. He asked, he was like, look, now that we're not married, like I'm going to ask you something and I need you to be honest with me. Like I need oh, you to be honest with me. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh shit. It's like, okay. And he was like, Am I like scale one to 10? Like, <gasps> how hot no. am I? No. No. Yeah. no. <laughs> and I said, eight. Okay. I said he was an eight. And he was like, oh, okay. 
He was like, why is no one swiping on me? Aww. And I was like, I'm sure you're putting off a boring vibe. Oh, no. Like, what? to be funnier. Yeah. Okay, Kelly, we can't all be like you on dating apps. You are charismatic in your responses. You know, ma- like, what's the way to my heart? Oh my make me gosh. laugh and make me come. I'm so sick of you for that because <laughs> I... I took that off of my profile. I only put that on there when I'm feeling super horny. <laughs> but wait... I have to I have to share this with you. I matched with a guy last night that I was so excited about. He's moving to Denver in August. He's from New Braunfels of all places. I'm not gonna lie, Texas. I hate where this is going, but keep going. He's super cute. Like I was so excited to match with him. And okay, so I said, Hey Jake, and he said, Hey, if you could ask your future self one thing, what would it be? Which is not a good question. Like, I've thought about this for a long time. If you could ask your future self one thing, what would it be? So I said, hmm, what an interesting question. My answer is, what can I do more of now to make you happy? That's what I would ask my future self. What about you? And he said, is it pet smart or pet smart? This question has plagued me my whole life, and I'm really hoping to have figured it out in the next 40 years. And I Googled it and I said, it's pet smart, LOL. And then he said, whoa, then I'll change the question to, does anyone ever out pizza the hut? And I did not respond. I was like, what is actually happening in this conversation? I knew that I hated where that was going. I knew it. (laughs) Yeah. It was so disappointing. I did too. As soon as I saw the weird ass like icebreaker, I was like, he just copies and pastes this, sends it to everyone. It's not even good. And then he had no follow through. I was very disappointed. So here's the deal. That is my expectation of every conversation with every man. So I never feel let down when the conversation falls flat like that. And it's like weird or pathetic or just self-righteous or whatever. So when there is a guy that's like not that, then I'm impressed. You know what I'm saying? But like, how often does that happen? I can Mm. count on one hand. See, I feel like, I don't know what it is. I feel like I do well on dating apps. I think I attract like good people. Maybe it's because I put like a lot of shit in my profile. Like I put that I'm like a former Christian. Like, I don't know. I feel like I'm really authentic. I don't know, but I feel like I have like really good conversations with guys on dating apps. Well, that makes one of us. Um. (laughs) (laughs) But I am attracted to weirdos. I like weirdos. They're always interesting. They're never boring. I feel like you don't like weirdos like I do. I think it's because I'm the weirdo. It's because (laughs) I'm the weirdo. Does that make me the cool one? That can't be right. Maybe. I don't know. You're going to have to ask someone else. I can't, I can't weigh in on that. Oh my God. That is so funny. I mean, okay. So, you know, the only app that I'm on right now is Raya and. Oh my gosh. I what feel a like flex. it's. What I was about to say flex. it does. It's not meant to be a flex. It's just it like. It is a flex. Whether you want it to be or not. I'm the I, only app I'm on is Raya. Because, <laughs> but here's the thing. Okay. Don't be too impressed because. It sucks too. I mean, like there was this guy that I was talking to was super like interested. He lived in Austin. Um, he is black because we all know I'm staying away from white men these days. Understood. Um, all like he just, he worked in tech and then like left his job to pursue like a creative field and like all these things. We He's from Sugarland. He went oh. to Strake Jesuit in Sugarland. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like all of these things just aligned. And I was like, oh my God, like this is great. Like maybe he could come to San Antonio. Maybe we could, you know, get to know one another, whatever. Mm-hmm. Stopped messaging me for a literal month. Kelly, I'm not even kidding. Earlier this week, I heard from him. He just started messaging yeah, you again? Yeah, he just responded again. I said, oh my God. What do you think that I is? Jesus. It's got to be like another girl didn't work out. Well, here's the thing. My thing right? is like, I thought Jesus was the only one who died and was resurrected. Like, and But it seems like he's not <laughs> because all of these men are dying and being resurrected. And I'm just like, mm. and you know, this was far before the whole submarine situation. So 
I knew it wasn't that he was on the submarine. Um, but yeah, he just like started messaging me and I'm sitting here like, okay, does it reflect poorly on my self-worth and or self-esteem if I start messaging, messaging him back? Like, I just, I don't know. I'm just, I, I can't do modern dating. It's stressing me the fuck out. I don't even, I don't even hate men. I just really hate a lot of men's behavior, you know, like, I just am so, I think I'm just disappointed is really the best way to put it. Um, but whatever. You've had a lot of reasons to be disappointed. You and I have had such completely different experiences with men. (laughs) And like, even, even like just looking at our marriages alone and how our divorces went down, um, I just feel like I was always treated respectfully and that's not something that you have had. I feel like you've been disrespected by men a lot. Yes, I agree. Um, and what I've learned over the years is I think it's, I mean, the biggest reason is because I've allowed it, you know, simply put. And while that is a very like a harsh reality mm, to come yeah. to terms with, I think it's because I've allowed it. And so now that I'm at this, you know, place in my life, this age, I've lived this, you know, I can't even go as far as saying I've lived so much life because I'm literally 29 years old, whatever, but mm-hmm. I've, you've almost finished your twenties. We don't need to talk about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Life goes on. I know. Just fine. With my gray hair and my, my age. Yep. Anyway. Yeah. So I did allow it at one point, but now I'm at the point in my life where I'm like, I know who the fuck I am. I know what the hell I want. Mm. Settling is not an option. And I recently had a conversation with a friend and it was just like, you know, I know how simply put fucking great I am. Mm-hmm. I know what I bring to the, ta- to the table. Yeah. Um, I know that my company is something that shouldn't be taken for granted. Um, I know that I'm funny, I'm smart, I'm intellectual, I can hold incredible conversations, like all of these things Mm -hmm. I could go on, right? Yeah. But let me tell you, like for the longest time, I used to think, you know, being able to say all those incredible things about myself, like, oh, that's self-seeking or self-centered or whatever. And I've just learned that, no, it's just knowing who the fuck Mm -hmm. you are, you know? And I think I had to get to a certain point towards the end of my marriage even, where I was like, I put my foot down, you know? And in this new like world of modern dating, which frankly I have no idea what the, like the last time I dated, I was 21 Mm -hmm. years old. That's crazy. Like so much has changed. Dating apps were barely a thing. I was on Tinder when I was 21 for literally two weeks once. I remember right after it came out um, or became popular maybe. And yeah, I just, it's just not, let me not knock over my wine. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just not like, it's not easy, I think, simply put, you know, and having to deal with all of the personalities, um, all of the bad habits, the ghosting, the the whatever, the immaturity, stands, the, immaturity the emotional um, unavailability, like, yeah, it's not for the faint of heart. And if I'm being honest in that regard, I very much consider myself the faint of heart. (laughs) No, don't all me. Jesus. (laughs) Can we just like, can we talk about the word selfish for a minute? Yeah. Because I feel like that was something that used to like, basically what you're saying is like, or what you, it sounds like what you were describing is like you were being told not to think highly of yourself. Right. Or not to think about yourself. Right. I think that's very rooted in the church, frankly. Yes. Like selflessness, right? Mm-hmm. I am all about selfishness. Like at the Amen. moment, every, I feel like all that I want is to be full of myself. Like what more can I want than to be full of myself? And I think that that is totally the church that taught us that. Now I am 32 years old and I'm trying to figure out like what is my sense of self. And I've been Mm. told my whole life not to be selfish, to be selfless. And now I'm here with like a dwindling sense of self because I was told not to think about myself for so long. Right. It's like really done a lot of damage. Oh, absolutely. I think it's absolutely detrimental to like the human psyche, how we process emotion, so many things. I actually, so when I recently sent 
my ex the text that like made us lose all communication and whatever. And I just said, you know, you and the things that you've inflicted on me have led me to just lose in like mm -hmm. my sense of self entirely. Like I, that's exactly what I was referring to. I was referring to like, yes, we all are like constantly going through phases of self-discovery and like, you know, what have you, but I just got to the point where I was mm -hmm. like, I don't know who I am without this person. My marriage is the biggest yes, stressor, but also focus in my life. And that shouldn't be, you know, like you're never going to find fulfillment from a person. But I felt like because in the church, especially you're taught that marriage is, you know, not necessarily. I mean, yeah. I mean, without being said, you're mm -hmm. taught that marriage is the end goal. Um, and so you kind of, in my experience, I got married and thought everything like all my other ducks would, you know, fall into a row and that was absolutely not the case yeah it's interesting the way that you describe your marriage is how i feel about my relationship with my faith i feel like i was in like that was where i lost my identity not so much in my marriage my marriage was like under the umbrella of my faith but mm -hmm. that was what like my identity was that was what my purpose was that was what everything was. And it was like, I didn't know who I was without the label of a Christian. Right. Right. Oh my God. It's so fucked, Kelly. Like I was telling someone recently, I know I've told you this, but I think I was talking to someone else about it recently. And I was thinking about, actually, no, I think it was my therapist. <laughs> in my therapy session this week, I basically was saying to her, like, I will never forget being in the church and being told like, you one obviously have to die to yourself which what the fuck does that even fucking mean don't get me started i will rant i also think about like how we were taught that goodness kindness um being thoughtful of others being like what you and i would consider a, a good contributor to society like as a human if it's not associated with christ or if all of that goodness is coming from someone who hasn't acknowledge that Jesus is their Lord and Savior, it's worthless. Uh -huh. And I've gotten to the point where I'm like, fuck that. I beg yeah. to differ. I yeah. beg to differ. I was So I had a job interview today and I was talking about how I used to work in ministry and how I've always really like loved working with people and cared about people. But in ministry, it was like caring for people with an agenda. And I wanted to find something that was caring for people just because they're a human and I'm a human and no other reason other than that. And mm -hmm. ministry or Christianity, you don't, you don't get to experience that. Like I love you just because you're a human. It's all right. wrapped up in salvation, um, which gives you this agenda. And I think people feel it when you're approaching someone with an agenda, it doesn't oh, feel yeah. authentic. Right. I think it's felt from like both sides, the inflictor and um, like the recipient, you know, like it's just, well, the best way to put it is it's all fucked. It's all <laughs> fucked. <laughs> oh my God. I just, and like, you don't consider yourself a Christian. I, I know that. Mm -mm. Or like you are by all intents and purposes agnostic mm -hmm. or no. Yeah. yeah. I would say agnostic. Yeah. I yeah, I um what about you? Actually, I was asked by my therapist the same thing this week. Mm. Girl, we had a good session. That's why I keep going back yeah, to Yeah, sounds like, like should it. I sh I'm like maybe I should have recorded it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um but basically I was like she was like do you consider yourself a Christian? I said no. Mm. She goes, "Do you consider yourself a follower of Christ?" And I said, "I don't know, but I don't think so." And okay. is she a Christian? I she is okay um she is related and i don't want to like out her not that this would be outing her to actually be outing the people that you know she is related to um some very fundamentalist christians that are extremely high profile mm -hmm. so i try not to like mention those details because it's just like sure it's not her fault she was like you married into this family you know married into this family but her husband is like legit obviously yeah. like super great normal <laughs> imagine that um but yeah it's just it's 
it's very crazy thinking about just like those nuances that we were like that were forced this, onto us, you know? So whenever your therapist asked you if you were a Christian, was that the first time that you had answered no to that? No, it wasn't the first time I'd answered no, but it was the first time that she had been as intentional as she was about asking that. Yeah, sounded very intentional. I think I alluded, to, I don't even remember how it got brought up, Usually I have like a journal that I keep for therapy so that I can like just, you know, look back on it and recognize progress and, you know, my learnings and what have you. Um, but because I just moved, I don't even know where my therapy journal is. Like it's in a box somewhere. So um, yeah, I didn't write anything down this time. But yeah, um, it was the, I think maybe it was the first time that I confidently answered mm. yes or no or no. <laughs> yeah you know what I mean <laughs> have I told yeah. you about the first time that someone asked me if I was a Christian and I like didn't know no. how to answer it oh my god no I want to hear yeah. that so this was um this was in like 2019 I was living in Temple Texas and was uh had just gotten into yoga and I had uh, met some girls at my yoga studio uh one of them I'm still really good friends with um, but I got together with a group of girls and fortunately one of the friend that I'm still close to, she like knew my story and my background and that I was like really struggling with my faith because at this point I still would have considered myself a Christian, but I was like very, very, very confused. And so I was with these girls from my yoga studio and one of them was like about to start like bashing Christians, like I can't remember what we were talking about. And she like looked around. She was like, she looked at me and goes, wait, are you a Christian? And I just went like blank, like deer in headlights. Like, uh, like I could not say yes. And I could not say no. It was like, I had no words to answer the question. Are you a Christian? And thankfully my friend Amanda was like, oh, like she's cool. Like she's cool. Whatever. Like. Uh, and then we moved on from it, but it was like this breaking yeah. point kind of for me of like, I could not say yes. Like, why was it so hard to say yes? But it was equally as hard to say no. It was like, who am I? Who am I without this? It was the most bizarre season of life trying to get to know people mm -hmm. during that time. Yes. Well, I mean, like how difficult is it to like integrate into a new group of friends mm -hmm. or like a new hobby or whatever, like make a change in your life in that regard without knowing who you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, it makes perfect sense as to why you would be like, oh my God, I don't even know how to have these conversations around yeah. faith or lack of faith or what is faith. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. So that was 2019 and it wasn't until 2021 that I officially was like, mm -hmm. no, no, I am not a Christian. It took me almost two years to get to that point. And it wasn't until then that I even considered divorce. <gasps> Whoa. I Like as uh -huh. a Christian, as a Christian under like the authority of my Christian. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold I on. Stop, never... stop, 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 stop. That's so triggering. <laughs> I'm sorry. Trigger warning. Ah! But truly, okay. I had never, I had never considered divorce until I was like, I'm not a Christian anymore. And then it was like, oh, well, I guess that is an option. It wasn't an option for me. Interesting. Like I took everything so seriously. Um, it's like I wasn't able to have autonomy over my choices until I dropped the label of Christian. Yeah. Okay. That's mind boggling for me because on the contrary. <laughs> so on the contrary, I started to dwindle from Christianity Actually, it's super interesting, the summer of 2020, when the Black mm -hmm. Lives Matter movement was at its height. Um, it was at its height, but then also I think the acknowledgement that Black lives were constantly being taken, um, specifically, 
filmed, but like, it was like, we as a black community have known that since the beginning, you know what I mean? Like black lives have always been disregarded. Um, you know, whatever. I actually, this is sidebar. I saw, I was driving yesterday and I saw a Tesla, which whatever (laughs) I would own one if you know, that motherfucker wasn't. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway. Um, (laughs) so I was, it was really interesting because I was like trying to get over in rush hour traffic and I needed to, um, I just exited off the highway and I was trying to get onto like the main street that leads to my house. And this person was like super kind, let me over, didn't, it didn't seem to think twice. Obviously I didn't chat with them. We were both behind the wheels of our cars. Um, and they proceeded to go like around me a few minutes later, um, into the lane that was like one lane over. And in the back of their car, they had an ichthys, a Jesus fish, <laughs> um, and white letters with ALM. ALM. All lives matter. Oh, that's so icky. And I, oh God, I was like, oh my God. Like I, I thought, and of course, because I was in traffic, I had some time to think about this. I was like, I, I'm never going to be a person that has a presidential or any sort of, um, political figures like name in on a sign in my yard I'm never gonna have a bumper sticker on my car period but especially not one that's like that like even a BLM bumper sticker no it's a movement that's far bigger than like what someone's gonna see on the back of my car you know so it just almost made me feel like that person was diminishing yes obviously the Black Lives Matter movement but more than that it was like they were diminishing what it means to like, I don't even know, like the people that see that sticker, I don't even know how to like fully, I haven't fully, you know, thought about it or been able to comprehend it. But it just was like, you really feel that strongly that you've got a bumper sticker yes, and put on the back of your do. car. Like baby gorgeous, baby gorgeous. Like I just need you to take a minute but they and think did. about. They literally, do you know your when sticker you investment on your car, you have to like clean the car and like, like you, it is a mm-hmm. very intentional practice. It is a conscious yes. thought. Like they right. thought about right. it. Right. Right. And it's like, oh my God. Like, and I mean, it was a beautiful car. Like it looks like a newer Tesla. It was clean. And I was like, what? Like, this is really the hill that you're willing mm-hmm. to die on. <laughs> it just is so crazy to me. Um, I can't even, but it it was interesting. And I think the reason that it it was notable in my mind was because they were so kind and patient in like, in traffic, which I'm not even kind and patient Uh, in traffic. Yeah. You know, so it's just, it's wild. Well, guys, thanks for listening. That was our show. Please, please, please follow, like, and subscribe um, and be on the lookout on social media for announcements around upcoming shows and giveaways. We are so, so excited that you were able to join us. See you next time.